Bush and Ridgie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, obviously, we're one big family on this show, and, and you being our amazing listeners are part of that family too. We just want to let you into a bit of a, an ongoing issue we're having with our producer, Adem. Uh, Richie, uh, when we went to do the uh, um, the cruise for Disney, yeah. uh, invested in some air tags, yeah. little tiny things that you can tie onto things so you could see where your luggage is. Peace of mind. You don't want to be on a plane or anywhere, really, and be thinking, oh, has my luggage made it on? And, and at least if it hasn't, you know where it is. You let people say. You can see it on the app on your phone. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Stuff. Uh, now, that's one thing. Just park that to one side. Um, in other news, basically, we've always been a little bit obsessed with what our producer, Adam, gets up to when he's got... On, on his own time. Because we worry about him. We worry about him. He's out a lot. Love, respect. And and just want to make sure that he's not burning the candle at both ends. But it's that kind of thing. I wonder what Adem's doing right now when he's yeah. on holiday. Anyway, Adem has got a holiday coming up. He's going to be off the show for a week. And all we were suggesting was, just out of interest, could we tag him with Richie's air tag just so we could see what he gets up to for a week? A little bit like he, you might want to know where your cat goes in the daytime when you're at work. And primarily as well. Obviously, you'll, you'll agree with me here because we're going to miss him. You know, that's not to say that we won't have a good week with uh, our, our our other producer, Nick, but we'll, we'll, we'll miss Adem. And we will. If we could look at my phone and Imagine. see where Adem was at any time, that would make us feel better, wouldn't it? I think three words. Peace of mind. You give us peace of mind. But he's reticent. He doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to get tagged. And I would say, that's a red flag. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you? You Normally, if you're just going to the shops, you know, going into town, a couple of trips to the pub, yeah, tag me, don't worry about it. I would have thought to myself, I would have thought, oh man, it's lovely that the boys are going to miss me. I yep. want to know where I am. And, uh, yeah, I'll go along with this. Brilliant, yeah. You know, you know, I'm cared for. I'm, I'm looked after. There's people out there that are, you know, are rooting for me, but doesn't want to be tacked. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Is it the weather? I feel slightly off my head today. I think Do you it know is mean? the weather. I think it's the humidity. It's it's squashing us down onto the earth because the atmosphere is heavy and it's it's making us buoyant. That's teachers, my logic. teachers listening to this, isn't it true that sometimes if you've got like a storm brewing, like, well, not even brewing, a storm kicking off in central London, kids behave more bizarrely or naughtily? I would imply we're kids. Well, we, we kind of are in many ways. Get back to us on that, teachers. Please, 8, 12, 15. Uh, in other news, heard an amazing story uh, regaled to us by produ- our producer Nick yesterday that we want to want to tell you guys about. Uh, it's about our head of music, who who we shall not name. He's a very esteemed person in the in the world of uh, radio industry, isn't he? Which is he? why it's best that we don't name him because he's esteemed. He's esteemed. He's very esteemed. Uh, but he was out with his friends in Amsterdam. Our producer Nick was telling us. Uh, they were trying to get into a nightclub and they're getting refused entry into the club because it was, I don't know, it was too many of them or something like that. Anyway, his mates pretended that he was R.E.M.'s Michael Stipe. Because <laughs> he is follically challenged. The bouncers believed it and let them all in. And, and it, what a fantastic deception. And, and the, I think you can't beat a good identity hoodwink. You know, impersonating yeah. someone famous for personal gain. Because when... It, you know, it probably doesn't come off that often. You think bouncers are normally quite wise, so that tell you to, to do one. But when it does work, it, it's amazing. So it, it got me thinking about back in the in the late 90s when I was at university in America, uh, we were trying to get into a nightclub in Boston. Yeah. Similar situation, big group of us getting refused entry. My mate Iggy, a.k.a. Neil McGonagall from Liverpool, pretended that he was the uh, DJ Paul Oakenfold. Right. Uh, they believed us, kind of the British angle. He was wearing a big <laughs> enough coat, and we all got in. 
That's fantastic. And, and I still think about that to this day. That, and it was a fantastic performance from Iggy. It really was. It's tricky because I, I would love to to have the brass neck to pull that off. I, I I have a passing similarity to Hugh Jackman, but not enough. Not quite uh, enough to be able to, to 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 pull it off to get into some kind of event. Well, you look like that. Um, who's the the nature guy? Careful. Who's the nature guy we've had on the show before? Steve Baxchel, Mr. Deadly Sixty, or whatever. You, you can get is, yourself yeah. into Peyton Zoo or something like that if you're Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we, what we want to know first hour of the show tonight is if you've pretended to be someone, and they don't have to be famous. Maybe no. you've just pretended you're like a manager somewhere or something like that. Mm. If you've pretended to be somebody else to, to gain entry or to gain the upper hand or whatever, get stuff. Eight twelve fifteen. Tell us about your deception now. Uh, Rob Sims, aka Simo, says my mate at Nelson Suarez uh, pretended to be a new signing for Corinthians on a night out in Panama City. We got into the VIP area of a nightclub. He got dragged to the DJ box and was made to announce it to the locals. He didn't speak Spanish, so he just shouted Forza Corinthians. <laughs> That's the level we're after. If you can beat that, eight twelve fifteen. We'll hear about it. Ellie says my boyfriend and his mate got into hospitality at an under twenty ones World Cup match by pretending that they were German. And scouts. Uh, they bought the full tracksuit on the local market and they got in. <laughs> I'm loving that the, the ingenuity here is amazing. We've got Phil on the line. Uh, Phil, tell us your impersonation story then. My mate is Dave Berry. He's a legend in safety. But when he went to check into a hotel in London, they said, Are you like the Dave Berry? He says, Yeah, of course I am. Took his family and everything there. And wow. they're like, Well, we'll give you a upgrade, mate, and all that. And then somebody else out of the staff come up later on, so that's not Dave Berry. But like, they never threw him out the room or anything. <laughs> wow. So you've got a mate called Dave Berry? Who is a, a class act. I don't know about your Dave Berry, but Dave Berry is a class act. He's a, I want a class act he as is well, indeed, isn't he? yeah. He's a lovely chap. And what, what kind of Dave have you got then? Because our Dave Berry's a very, very dapper man, a, a lovely chap. What's your, your Dave like then? Well, our Dave Berry is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in health and safety and construction, yeah. You will not be a nicer person in health and safety and construction. Uh, no, you probably wouldn't than this day, Barry. But uh, being nice in health and safety and construction might not necessarily make for a good breakfast show. So I'm glad we've got the one that we've got. Let's just stick uh, to our yeah, own you Dave's. Can have him. Yeah, you can keep him. Don't worry about it. Well, you can keep your Dave then. <laughs> yeah, you have yours. You have yours. <laughs> good to talk Ooh, to you, Phil. All right, cheers. Thank you for that. Sophie on the line, what's your story? Uh, yes, and my dad was a real character and he would always be naughty and see what he could get away with outside of what was allowed so when it was uh, a united man united game at um old trafford he was with a party doing like an official tour and some kind of sponsorship thing and he was hovering near the rest just by coincidence and the official party right um so he just tagged on with them and thought i'll see how far i can get and where they end up going so he ended up following them out through the tunnel on the way to the pitch um, to the centre point with the rest. Everyone's looking at him. He's looking at them. No one's asking who he is. Um, and then he um, he gets to inspect the pitch with them, puts his hand, has a feel. He's wearing his little black leather lace-ups and a posh suit. He's waving at the crowd. And then wow. he just walks back to the tunnels with them. Wow, wow, what, what an incredible prankster your dad is, taking it to the, getting on national, like, you know, sports TV there, walking out to the centre uh, circle with Man United. He was always doing, he was always doing things like that. He just wanted to see how far he could push it. And, and did he get found like out that. in any way? Nope. Wow, so someone, if you've sat there and watched one of the, the games at Old Trafford, you may have seen your, what was your dad's name, Sophie? Um, John James. 
John James. He sounds like an outlaw already, doesn't I've he? I've always been suspicious of people with a first name for a surname. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with, with due course, because obviously <laughs> yeah. he's a prankster, this guy. Sounds like a top man. Anyway, lovely to speak to you. And you. Take care. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, we're just saying that we've broadcasted tonight during quite a big storm here in central London and we're wondering whether that has an effect on school kids. I'm sure I heard somewhere that uh, teachers saying that uh, the weather can affect children, but unfortunately, as of yet, no-one's backed us up from the education industry. Until now, my friends. Ooh. Uh, James is hanging on. He is a teacher. James, you've got some intel that you can add for us. I'll just ring, I'll just ring in to say about the uh, wind. Do you want... Uh... A lively, a lively class. A windy day is the worst, worst weather for it. Okay, so we were suggesting that uh, you know maybe with storms and that it affects kids in a kind of weird way. You say that high winds makes kids naughty. Yeah, uh, more lively. A high wind will make it make a, a, a livelier, a livelier school. For I'd the never have predicted that was the case. Is there anything worse than a than a high wind? Well, for weather-wise, weather-wise, if you if a high wind will whip them up. If you want to, if you want a really quiet, uh, quiet group, you want a hot day. A hot day will will subdue them into doing absolutely nothing. Okay, so you're you're a teacher. You, you've observed this in your time in the profession that the, the the almost like a barometer on the wall that the weather affects the kids' behaviour. Yeah, I think I think it is a common a common thing. If you speak to any teachers, windy day will probably come up. Hopefully, it'll be backed up by other teachers. But yeah, the general thing was if you say it was a windy day. You'd know it was a, a lively group. And aside from the weather, James, uh, what would disrupt a lesson more than anything? More than anything would be the rogue bee or fly. Rogue, <laughs> right. rogue bee or fly will ruin an hour's worth of lesson. So what, they can't uh, concentrate because they're watching the fly go around the room? The, the sound of the fly will be enough. The sound of the bee will be enough. The, the bee for fear of being stung, the fly for irritation, or a temporary, a temporary um, delay in lessons will be a spider. You get a spider in the room. A ten-minute break. James, you have That's opened our eyes. Would be an hour. Opened our eyes to problems in teaching we never would have imagined. So thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Take care, now, guys. This is the daily takeaway. Just days away now from our big gig, our second big gig actually in a week. Uh, we're playing in Ibiza on Saturday, and we need to try uh, in these next few days before we do get on that flight to get as much intel not only about the island but about DJing as well. I think to get up to speed, which is why. Uh, during the last song we've been uh, chatting to and uh, we're going to chat further with right now Ibethan uh, resident and absolute radio family member Skin uh, from Skunk and Nancy. Uh, am I naive Skin that uh, it could be a good chance for Bush and I to get some early nights once we've done all our work um yeah I would say naive okay right <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know we actually go out to eat at 12 and then we go to bar at 2 and then we go to a club at 4 so, so are you, are you um, talking about midday? You might be is lucky. Midday and afternoon you you're talking lucky. about there, or are you talking overnight? No, I'm talking about night time. I'm talking about Skin, night time. Skin, when do you sleep? <laughs> What's going on? You sleep at, you know, siesta. It's like three hours in the afternoon you sleep then, or you sleep, you Yeah, know, but I'm, I'm concerned that the siesta time 12. is when our actual pool party's on. <laughs> Well, that, that's the, exactly, you're doing it in the right way because nobody works, you can't, all the shops are closed, nobody works, you can't get anything done. So you might as well have a pie, it's going to be fantastic. Yes. I'm very jealous, I wish I was there. Well, you, you, but, you're you always know. welcome, we've got a guest list, Skin, we can put you on there, bring a few mates. <laughs> <laughs> I played with the Chili Peppers last night and then um, we're going off, we've got a sold out show in Rome on Saturday, so sorry. 
Fair that. enough. Yeah. We'll let you off. <laughs> You'll let you off that one. That's, that's yeah. a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of Ibiza, you know, obviously it's like the, it's the, the, the mecca of, of clubbing and everything. So can you just go for like normal night out there or do you have to go to Manumission even if you wanted to have a couple of pints? Oh, gosh, you haven't been here for a while. Man, your mission finished, like, 20 years ago. OK, there you go. I'm way, I'm way out of date. <laughs> yeah. um, but... <laughs> they started building yeah, the yeah, Avoid man, your mission at all costs. Yeah. There's lots of different types of clubs. So there's, like, small kind of R&B clubs. There's a, there's a rock things going on as well. Um, but, yeah, then you've got the mega clubs. But you kind of have to go to them. They're literally in the middle of the countryside. Um, and it's a bit of a trek to get to them. But when you get there, it's you'll never see anything like it. Wow. But little kind of in the town and in, like, lots of bit different pockets there's like much smaller clubs which is a bit more bit more nice but i'm i i like to i like a good restaurant that sometimes turns into a bit of loud music slightly at two o'clock in the morning for a couple of hours and then i'm done wow like a walkabout or uh, do you know what i mean that yeah. kind of they clear the tables have a dance literally yeah it's kind of like that they literally clear the tables and the bit of disco comes on and it's it's kind of fun it's old school spanish spanish style we well, speak of but old school it's, it's a laugh our, our whole set is going to be 80s and 90s music are, are they ready for that they're, they're they're happy with a little bit of a retro vibe yes absolutely yeah you know there's so much choice here and i think that people love it just because they t- t- you know there's so much techno and house on the island that it's actually people love something a bit different so i think that's a very good idea i think that's going to go down well brilliant well this has been fantastic intel skin thank you so much for being our person <laughs> in situ in ibiza before we let you go if you if it you had to come down to 80s or 90s music which one would you go for Ooh, with respect, I'm going to go for one of my favourite ever artists. I'm going to go for Blondie. Yes! That's got to be a win for yeah. the 80s then. Yeah. It appears to be an 80s win the by default. Telephone. Yeah. Skim, we love you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank Wear you. some suntan lotion, though, though. We burn up in seconds, so that's a very good point. <laughs> Any other business? Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is the way to get in touch for any other business. Kenny Falconer uh, has done just that. What a name. <laughs> it's a fantastic name and what a story he shares. After hearing you speaking about the T-shirt cannon, uh, yes, our T-shirt cannon that we took down to Camden Friday night got confiscated uh, by health and safety. Kenny continues. Uh, It reminded me of the time that I was watching ice hockey in Belfast. The Dundee Stars versus the Belfast Giants. Oh, wow. Wow. During one of the period breaks, they had a T-shirt cannon, but instead of firing T-shirts, they were firing Subway sandwiches. (laughs) They even had the cannon dressed up to look like a Subway. Someone a few seats along from me received a 12-incher to the face. The distance they were firing Subways is unbelievable. Kenny's posted a link to a video on of said incident, uh, which we can post up uh, on our Absolute Radio socials. It's worth searching out. It's hilarious. Uh, and if there's one thing you take away from tonight's show, let it be 12 inches to the face. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Day two of Wimbledon today. It's like rewinding uh, 11 years. Let's just look behind me on the telly. Uh, Andy Murray on centre court against some bloke called uh, Peniston. I think that's how you'd pronounce it. CC. Um, but uh, um, yeah, the, uh, the the halcyon days of Andy Murray at his uh, pomp. Uh, but I can't imagine there's much else going on because, of course, centre court has got a roof. Everything else, it's, it's been hosing it down in London. I feel so sorry for people that have, you know, got this this pilgrimage to Wimbledon going on, and they get there, and it's it's a rainy day. My friend Anna from Devon is is there today. I was I was at a meeting with her brother earlier on this morning. Apparently, you go inside. I don't know how it works with Wimbledon. I thought you had to like queue outside, but she was in a ballot for the tickets. Right. You get you get the ticket. 
and then you just go up there and see what happens. But that's a long drive up there from like Exeter way. I hope she's managed to get to see some tennis. Exeter to Wimbledon and to not see any tennis whatsoever. I'd say soul destroy. Imagine the parking near Wimbledon to go to the Wimbledon like tennis thing as well. <laughs> exactly, just to get some pims and strawberries yeah. under a brolly. Twenty five quid for some strawberries, thanks very much. Back on the bus. It's a crushing thing when you travel a long way for nothing. I remember going to a friend's wedding. And it turned out we weren't invited to it. Oh, my words. Milton Keynes. That's terrible. Drove all the way to the <laughs> wow. He got to Milton Keynes. Went through the service, because, of course, like anyone turned up to the service, just filled the church out. They're glad for numbers. Yeah. Then went to the reception. <laughs> Name wasn't on the guest list. Just assumed we were at the reception. It was just an evening invite. Wow, so not only are you, like, surplus to requirements, you can't have anything to eat in the evening, but you get a kind of crushing reality check about your status in that friendship. Absolutely, yeah. All in one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... but... We had, by that point, uh, had a couple of customers... Well, we'd had uh, a Prosecco each and then went to decide to see where we were sat. No names whatsoever. Out of that reception, like a rat up a drainpipe. Wow, that's yeah. awful. <laughs> that was quite a drive. And, like, you know, dressed posh. And, and still hadn't eaten anything, so ended up on M1 services in, like, <laughs> suit and dress. Like two people getting up, dressed up for a date <laughs> yeah, at McDonald's. Exactly. Toddington services. So, uh, if you have ever gone a long way... For nothing, we'd love to hear about it. I, I, I mean, I've talked about this gig so many times, but we, we, we were at that iconic Morrissey Roundhouse gig where he did two songs and his voice went and then he walked off stage. So my brother had come all the way over <laughs> from Bristol. My mate Jeff had bought a ticket off a tout. And, uh, and then um, uh, David Walliams came on to tell, tell us that the gig was off. It was Amazing. the weirdest night of our lives. All that way for now. Uh, Kelly and family drove all the way from East London to Alton Towers in the early 90s. Long way for nothing is what we're asking you about. They say, paid to go in and within five minutes my younger brother started throwing up. We drove all the way back home without going on a single ride. Serves people right because you shouldn't go on rides because they're weird. <laughs> okay? Why would you want to put yourself through that? Uh, Emma drove from Swansea to South Hampton to go over to the Isle of Wight, drove onto the ferry, bobbed around in the silent for four hours, couldn't dock due to fog, got taken back to Southampton, had to reverse off the ferry and drove back to Swansea. That's mad. I thought they just did the ferry whatever the weather over there. Tales of going a long way for nothing. Laura, what happened to you? Yeah, um, me and a couple of friends went um, shopping in Cheltenham just for the day from Ross and Y and um, we ended up getting on the wrong bus Um I'm not really sure how it happened because we showed the driver our tickets as we got on and um, clearly said we wanted to end up in Ross and uh, ended up at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> so you should have been in Ross Why and you end up at Heathrow? Uh, yeah, um, as soon as we started seeing the signs and got onto the motorway, I then sort of clicked, OK, I don't think we're going the right way. Is it worth... Like, cause I, this is terrifying. So is this... Was it worth as a huddle, you and your mates, thinking, should we tell the driver in the halfway stage or you just thought, we'll just have to wait till we'll see where we end up? Yeah, um, it was me that had to do the walk of shame to the front. Um, nobody else really uh, wanted to do that job, so I had to go and tell them about... We probably about an hour into the journey. Wow. <laughs> and then we thought, OK, you probably should go and tell them. And the worst <laughs> thing is... When you were, when you when normally when you were, end up at Heathrow Airport, you'd be going somewhere exciting. But you've arrived at an airport and it's not where you wanted to go. You just want to go back to Ross on Y. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, we were we were youngish at the time, and our parents. Um, luckily, my mum found it hilarious. But um, I bet she my did. Parents um, were, weren't quite as. <laughs> tell tell us that they they let you come back on the bus for free and you didn't charge you on the return. 
they did. Um, the embarrassing thing is they had to radio across um, trying to arrange transport for us to get back. And um, luckily there were some seats free. So um, we had to wait with a security guard at the um, airport <laughs> next to the vending machine. This is going to be made into a movie in the next five years. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Great story, Laura. Thanks for sharing it. Um, thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for all of you that have been emailing during this particular episode of The Daily Takeaway, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, wanting uh, to tag our producer, Adem, on his upcoming week off in Lou. Use the hashtag tag Adem. (laughs) Do you know how a podcast works? Sorry. Put put him on. Put him on. How do they have emailed us? And you'd have seen those emails already if this is the podcast they're listening to. Because I'm always checking the inbox. So you've checked the inbox. Okay, read us one of the emails out then, please. No, 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 it's just... No, no just read us one of the emails our, out. Our okay. stuff, thanks, mate. All right, Hang then. on, I, I didn't have my Outlook tab open, but I will uh, read it right now. Dear Home Time Show, <laughs> I would love... Who's it? Who's, what's the name of the person, by the way? John Bangles. Sorry, what's the hometime email address that they've sent it to? Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Okay, you don't get those ones. John.bangles. John.bangles. At um, Blue Yonder. Blueyonder.net. Says, Dear Hometime Show, I would love for you to tag your producer, Adem. It would be great to find out what he gets up to. And they spelled my name correct as well. Yeah, yeah, A-D-E-M. Yeah. Big fan of the show, yeah? They are a yeah, big yeah. fan of the show. So look, you're on mic now. Why won't you be tagged? Have you guys got nothing better to do with your week? That's, that's that my hurts. first question. That hurts. Are you a... Just for a second, there might be a massive misunderstanding here. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you thinking that we're going to talk about where you are on air? Because it's not. <gasps> yeah. That's not... That's, not that's but, even stranger then, isn't it? So pri- you've got nothing going on in your private life. You go home and you go to Natalie and you go to Kate and you go, oh, sorry, love, I can't tell you what's happening on the show today. I can't tell you how work was because I'm following a dem. Oh, because like, Richie, Richie, you're off. You've got a holiday coming up soon. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to tag you, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be fine with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. And if I, well, next time I'm off, you can tag me, no problem. Why is it different for you? Oh, I didn't say no, though, did I? I said pay me, because I'm on my holiday. We're not paying to tag but you. effectively, <laughs> I'm working. How much do you want for us to tag you? 100 quid. I'm not, I'm not paying 100 quid to tag 50 you. 50 quid each, 100 quid. 50 quid each is... In, 50 quid each to find out what he gets up to. We might have a bit of show budget. All right, I'll tell you what, right? I'm willing to pay my 50, Richie Chuck's in his 50 as well. Let's split it split it over the year as a subscription and we get to tag you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the whole year. Fine. 